Joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. We've got another great program lined up for you. But first, let's give a great big thank you to our sponsor. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. Thank you so much, and thank you for choosing to tune in. I'm just praying for God's gold nuggets to shine through through you today, because there's always something for everyone, and if you're listening right now, there's a reason. I am so thrilled to welcome Arnold Volker to the program. Welcome. Thank you. I'm just uh, super grateful to be here. Well, we've known each other for a long time. (laughs) So we want to, what I want to make sure is that I don't miss over anything important because it might be something I know, but our listening audience doesn't know. So I feel like, Arnold, let's start a little bit at the beginning. Like, who are you? Where did you grow up? And like, how did you get to Bemidji? Uh, I grew up on a dairy farm by Princeton, a strong uh, Christian family. Um, Mom and dad uh, just brought us up with good values and morals. Um, My parents have three sets of twins, so that's one thing that makes us extremely um, unique. Um, But yeah, I grew up in Princeton and uh, went to college in St. Cloud, uh, took some uh, jobs in the Twin Cities, and eventually uh, got married and moved up to the uh, Clearwater Lake area. And... um, that's what kind of brought me up here in 2000 I think it was yeah it's been I'm trying I was actually trying to remember what year I actually met you because we moved here in 93 so but it was not long after that because I think we met through a through a business group and you're right three sets of twins that is pretty phenomenal and this is way back in a day and age when it was happening the natural way yeah yeah so no uh, fertility or anything pills or anything like that um but yeah, I was the uh, third set of twins, and unfortunately, when I was um, we were six months old, uh, my twin passed. Um, so her name was Judy, and and uh, my mom has always um, brought up that Judy was kind of uh, my special guardian or angel, and so my mom just constantly reminds me that uh, if I ever need help, ask Judy for help. So it's uh, always been uh, in my heart or in my spirit, and, and my mom's always set that strong example of um, that she's with us. And I know you and I have talked a lot about how there is this sense that she's with you, and of course, we talk a lot about that twin bond, and uh, and I know you have a very strong relationship with Jesus as well, but I know you've mentioned there's times where, you know what, you might be praying to the Lord, and at the same time that you're feeling Jesus, you also have this sense of, of her presence as well. Yeah, and I, and I think it, uh, it's like anything. It's, you, you try to be aware of that and uh, following my mom's lead. You know, I'm always um, trying to be more aware of, of her presence or even asking for her presence with help with something. You know, a simple story. My mom will say that she's having a hard time threading a needle and she's getting older and and she'll ask my uh, sister for help, and it'll shoot right through, you know, so the thread. So she firmly believes it, and so do I. It's interesting. I remember talking to a spiritual advisor once, and he had said, you know, sometimes God grants us these graces or these moments 
moments where our loved ones, um, you know, are right there with Jesus and they have an opportunity to be with us in that way. And I, I think it's just a very unique gift. Um, and I think that when God anoints something, uh, there's just something very special about that. Yeah. I, and I think it took me a lot of years to really, um, really have that desire or it's just like relationship um, with Jesus is having it, it be stronger. Um, so, you know, the last 10 years for me personally have been uh, kind of a, kind of a tough journey. And I think I'm um, more aware of asking for uh, my twin sister's help or asking for God's help and guidance. And so I think over to, over the last 10 years, I've definitely come more aware and, and less, um, you know, worry. And, and, you know, when I start to, you know, it's natural human nature that you're going to worry about things. And I think it's it's become more a part of me to uh, engage that um, special uh, angel that I have. Yeah. So we've titled this show Joy and Indenting. And, of course, you and I know that there's so many layers to this. And I want to share a little bit of your background with people of the type of work you do, but then how inventing is really starting to have this much broader broader meaning for you. Yeah, that's a great question. My... Uh, my grandfather uh, invented the first potato planter in 1917, and, and um, I was named after both of my grandfathers. And, and so it's uh, uh, my grandfather, Arnold Robinstein, and so my, obviously my name's Arnold. So uh, it's, that's had a strong sense of that I'm like him, and, and I think a lot of my creativity or passion of trying to create things comes from him. And uh, he uh, lived to be 101 and uh, was an amazing man. And, and uh, so I, I definitely want to do things that I can to honor him. And, and so, uh, you know, we've, I have a few different patents and, and trademarks and things like that. And, and the older I get, it just feels like it's something I want to give back to honor my grandfather. So let's talk about this inventing. You're talking about several patents. We're not just talking about one thing. Is this something that you are inventing and getting patented? Is it people within your company? How does that work? I think a lot of times uh, things start with an idea. So um, when my son Dawson was 12, quick story, um, he wanted a go-kart. And I said, if you want a go-kart, you better figure out how to pay for it. And I brought home a piece of scrap metal and and I'm very passionate about kids and parents being involved. And so he came up with a shooting target and little fast story, but he ended up on the front page of the Bemidji paper. Uh, 13 asked to be on the uh, speaking at the National Pheasants Forever. I mean, so that was kind of our first thing. And it's it's a humbling experience. But the reason that Next Innovations is open today is is really hugely a part of shooting targets. So about 60% of our business this year is, is related to shooting targets and not directly the same designs, but it, it's definitely the thing that got us into shooting targets. So your son at age 13 develops this shooting target because yeah. he wanted to pay for a go-kart. Yeah. And then he just develops this thing that quickly is now at 60%. Of yeah. your business, yeah, yeah, and it uh, it's like anything. You start with one idea and it evolves. But I mean, to your to your earlier question, I mean, it's a lot of times you got to have support people around you, and we we're fortunate enough um, to have Next Innovations where we have additional designers and things like that. So an idea, the old find a need, fill a need. I mean, if there's a need for something, well, Dawson had a need for a go kart. Well, I guess I've always tried to instill how do we. Um, 
cash flow something on her own or pay for it. And so that was um, taught to him early on. But right now him and I are working on a new thing of his, and we uh, have talked to a patent attorney, and, and it is patentable. And so there's some new things that we're constantly working on, and that's that's what I love uh, um, about, you know, creating. Yeah, so this inventing really is about creating. Yeah, yeah. And I, I honestly um, think that everybody is an inventor, whether you're inventing a product or, or something or inventing your life. I mean, uh, we all uh, have different um, things that we need or, or want to identify with. So you can, uh, um, a lot of times people don't have the support or feel that they, they can have the impact, but there's, I don't know, inventing is, is something I think it's, that's the funnest thing I love about uh, my job is, is creating new things. As we were preparing for the show, one of the things that kept emerging, and I would love to get some of your thoughts about this, is this concept of inventing, reinventing. Because you'll often hear people so many times saying, well, I'm going to reinvent myself, right? And yet I'm thinking, well, if you're reinventing yourself, really, in a sense, it's a new invention, right? Like it's, if you, re- if, if you look at the shooting target, and you build yeah. on that. Is it a new invention or have you reinvented that? And then I got to, to thinking about when we start to know Jesus and know the Lord, in essence, don't we start reinventing ourselves with our identity in him? And then I got really curious. So then, of course, I have to ask you about it. And I'd love to get your yeah. your take on that because it's an intriguing conversation. Yeah. And, and I, you know, not to really simplify it, but I think very few things are original ideas. I mean, obviously, like the wheel or the car. I mean, there's lots of things out there. But now you look what's happening with, with electric cars. And uh, um, I just learned this last week just because I'm passionate about inventions. But the first uh, land speed record was by an electric car. And here we are, hundred and some years later, and electric cars are back in the scene. So, wow. Um, so I think a lot of times, to your point, um, including our spirits. I mean, our spirits go up and down, and, and we're reinventing, you know, kind of how we feel or view on certain things, and and we ask for help from from God, and 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 we we continue to kind of evolve. Um, Steve Jobs, you know, did a lot of things for the phone, but the phone was already invented. Um, but yet uh, the stylus is one of the things that he got rid of. He wanted He's the one that inspired his staff to say, I don't want to use a stylus anymore. I want to use my finger. And can we imagine now not not using our finger on Dolly's touchscreens? I mean, so one one person can can change so many things. I mean, right now we're going into the cold weather, and I'm just passionate about kids. I mean, most people don't realize that it was a 17 year old from Maine that invented earmuffs. I mean, so kids are very uh, enthusiastic, and they don't have the um, Things maybe the negativity of well, I can't do this or that or why can't that work you know and they take a simpler approach to it and there's there's lots of examples of of kids kind of changing our world as we know it yeah absolutely one of the things that at one point in your business and I can't remember exactly when this was you really had this I don't know if you want to call it desire prompting to really look at what does it look like to bring Jesus more into this work environment. And you actually found someone who specifically does training around that. I'd love to hear about that experience. uh, What drew you to it and and how are you integrating that today? 
I think um, it, it's amazing if you're open to it of, of how um, God can come into our life. So that kind of came through uh, full um, men's business gospel that meets um, once a month here in Bemidji on Saturdays. And I started going there and, and just being in a fellowship of men and business. And uh, somehow this um, person's name came up from Alexandria. And one thing led to another. And, and there's a uh, a class Mark Dieterdring has down in Alexandria that meets for like six months and it's business people and it's basically just how um, you should be a servant leader and if Jesus was running a business, how would he run it? And it's more about servant leadership and um, you know, kind of turning the whole model upside down and, and they've been doing this for a number of years and, and that Alexandria community has just been so um, powerful in how they took manufacturing and it's, it's expanded. So I'd love to get that up here in Bemidji, and we've had some conversations with that. But it's kind of a, a group thing, and uh, but it's focused on leadership. So when you did that, what did you notice shifting in your business? Because really, it's shifting you. It's shifting me. I think that's probably the first thing. Um, there were some things that's like um, I think I was on track with, so that affirmation of you're doing some good things. Um, the things that kind of surprised me is that um, really make the decision on um, kind of the quadrants of people. I mean, are they somebody that's got good values and morals? And, and so if they do, those are the people that you really should um, have in your organization, and I was somewhat surprised. I mean, if it if it's people that don't have those good values, you know, get them out of your organization. And um, so I think there's there's a constant um, balance of trying to do that. The reality is is, is you want to have strong Christians in every company, but you know you have the training and and you know so you want to keep heading that direction, but it doesn't necessarily happen overnight. And I, and I think just being, it gave me some confidence as a leader to uh, turn things more over to God and, and uh, not live in fear and anxiety. I mean, in today's world, I mean, uh, there's there's definitely room for that. Absolutely. And as you were saying this and, and thinking about the quadrants, and of course, one of my places goes to, yes, and, like, yes, we want to have people who have those great core values and strong morals and where is also this room where we can bring someone alongside us so that we can mentor someone? I think this is one of the things I think about a lot is how do we help mentor people who maybe they didn't grow up in an environment that had good morals? And I feel like sometimes as a Christian, like where does that piece come in for us? And I don't know if they covered that or that's just maybe a looming question that I have. Yeah, I think they they definitely covered it. I mean, the biggest point is is serving others. So, I mean, you kind of take that model of I'm the CEO and everybody shall do what I say. I mean, into being more of a servant leader. So, Deb, if you're in the paint department, how can I help you? I mean, and, and I I think by nature I kind of already had that um, ingrained in me, but it was good to hear it. So, I mean, I think in in today's environment whether it's at work or or at the coffee shop how can we help somebody whether it's helping somebody load their car at L&M or or somewhere but we need to see more of that servant um type of an attitude of helping and well, serving serving others and i even think about it just bringing jesus with us wherever we go 
I, I always try to, like one of the prayers that I always have every day for myself is, Lord, you know, please help me be the eyes, the ears, the feet, the hands of Jesus. Wherever you bring me today, Lord, you know, please allow me to see with the lens of Jesus, hear with Jesus' ear, because it, it reframes completely every conversation, every interaction. And I think it's so much more than just our workplace, right? Like it's everywhere that we go. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, for me, I, I don't know, long, uh, probably probably 10, 15 years ago, a, a prayer of Jabez's book I read, and I find myself praying that sometimes maybe, uh, you know, 100 times a day, it's surprising if my mind waters, wanders, and that, that ends up popping into it. So I think it's it becomes a part of your nature to ask more for guidance and, and be more open to it, but um, instead of just being afraid of, boy, I'm not sure what's going to happen. And um, I, I'm I'm pretty adamant that the more you're aware of that, the more it comes into your life. And that's one of the things I really want to encourage listeners to as you're listening to this is, you know, maybe where does the Lord want you to have more awareness? And Arnold, wouldn't you, like you're talking about, you know, digging into books. I know that you love to read, um, and I know that the Bible is also something that you dig into. How do those help set your tone for the day or maybe just even driving what you're doing each week? Um, you know, I think we're all influenced by certain things. I mean, the old saying of, you know, you're a product of your five closest relationships or your five um, best friends. I mean, that seems like a, you know, kind of a, that's easy to understand, but we don't all appreciate it. So, I mean, it's the same with what we put in our mind. I mean, I'm a huge advocate ever since the kids were little for audio books and things like that. So I, I probably read slash listen to two to three books a month and it's anything from biographies to, and I, and I think certain uh, things just get spoken to you. It's like, boy, you should really read X and it comes up two or three times. So Boy, I think I should read that book. <laughs> There's the Holy Spirit for you, right? Yeah, yeah. So Next Innovations, you've been doing a lot there. In addition to the regular manufacturing and the inventing that you've got going on, you've been expanding a lot there. I would love for you to just share, you know, you talked a little bit about, um, you know, a handful of the things, but let's make sure everybody's updated with what with everything you're doing. Well, and I think if you're not familiar, Next Innovations is out of Walker. Um, we've been around since 2002. John Zocker started it, and um, I became involved in like 2007. And uh, we're a laser cutting, powder coating uh, facility, and about 50% of our business is our own product line, so wind spinners and wall art and things like that. And then about 50% of our business is job shop related. And um, the. Um, um, sorry about that. Um, job shop related. So, I mean, we're constantly trying to get into new things. So, uh, shooting targets is one. And But in 2000, we peaked at 84 employees. I mean, in, in 2006, held the record in QVC Germany. We were doing $1,800 a minute. So, I mean, we... Um, luckily, I think uh, if you look back at everything's a blessing, I mean, it's sometimes hard to understand. But in 2007, 8, you know, the economy in Germany fell. I mean, we went from 84 employees down to 12. Um, John passed away in 2011. I mean, uh, I had so much, uh, I think, fear and anxiety of um, just trying to deal with lots of things at once. Um, I got divorced in 2015, 21-year marriage. I mean, so sometimes, um, you know, you've you got to really uh, get down on your knees and try to figure out how to get back up and, and definitely aware of trying to diversify. 
and um, I, I can't believe it now. I'm still pinching myself. I mean, we um, I own the building, I own the property, um, so we got through all the banking issues, and but uh, we became a U-Haul dealer. Uh, so we're just constantly looking for other ways to uh, bring revenue into our facility, and we, and we have a nice facility and staff, and and uh, fortunately, with, with a lot of God's blessings, we never missed a paycheck. And uh, right now, I think we're at about 24 employees, and uh, we're a UPS store, and uh, we filed for a gravel pit on our property, and I drove by there today, and there's gravel being hauled out of our our land we had 40 some acres of extra land and who would who would ever thought that so i think sometimes you know you don't and i know where some of these inspirations came from and i think you just have to be aware of it you know even it, it might seem weird that some idea keeps popping in your head i mean that's the holy spirit i believe um kind of poking you to pay attention Absolutely. And, and another great thing, too, is you've even got creative spaces that people can rent. So if you just need an office space in Walker, even for a day or yeah. a meeting, you, you can even just rent a space from you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's also, we've had some people from out east uh, call in to rent an office for depositions to a restaurant chain that's here in Bemidji and, and in Brainerd, and they want to pick a, a central location. So um with covid and everything going on i think we were blessed that um in 2008 and 9 we kind of hit rock bottom and we had to learn to diversify and um so when we you know had the fear of what's going to happen in march i mean there really wasn't any fear it was no different than the last 10 years we've been through so fortunately we're up 40 percent and uh, we've been finding it actually easier to hire staff and so it's it's uh, pinch myself, but thank God. I mean, uh, I give my life to God that you know He's got a plan for me, and I don't worry as much as as I used to. Well, and I just have to tell you, one of my most exciting moments I can remember is I was walking down the uh, it was the Epcot at Disney World. Mm-hmm. And they, it was the spring show. They do this big garden show. And so I see all these spinners hanging up, and I found this super cool one. And, of course, they have little tickets on there that says where this product is made. Yeah. And sure enough, I look at the ticket, and it says it was made at Next Innovations in Walker, Minnesota. Yeah. Of course, I start having a little dance there. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I know this business. This is awesome. <laughs> and I didn't, so that I think I even texted you with a picture and said, you're not going to believe what I just saw. Yeah. You know, because yeah. I didn't even know that you had spinners at Walt Disney. And yeah. I just thought that was so cool. <laughs> no, it is amazing and cool. And so, I mean, uh, but, you know, you got to constantly adapt. And we are still making wind spinners. And we're, we just sent a bunch out to Disney, even though Disney's kind of partly open. It's, uh, but there's a lot of uncertainty, but I think you got you to gotta keep trying to, what is that next thing? So I, as much as I sometimes dislike our name, we're always like off to the next thing. It uh, really is how we're wired. And we should let people know that you can go in and actually buy products. Yeah, yeah, we have a kind of a store right at the factory, which is kind of cool. So there's lots of things there. You can come in, get a discount. Um, we do factory tours, so it's kind of cool. Uh, a lot of people say we're the best kept secret, which is not a good thing. So we're trying to do better, well, better yeah, marketing. But I love that. Or even I'm thinking of Boy Scout troops, Girl Scout troops. You know, people that may want to take a tour. Arnold, I know that you get into the word often. Do you have a favorite scripture, or is there something that you feel like is kind of a guiding force for you? You know, I think, um, you know, changes over the years, and, and um, I appreciate that question because we each, we each kind of evolve, and, and um, 
appreciate different things in our journey. And for me, I've been uh, really focused on the word wisdom for the last 10 years. And, and I think uh, one that comes to mind is James 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will it will be given to you. So, I mean, um, that's one that comes to mind. Um, you know, the other one is... Um, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. You know, just uh, I know the plans that um, I have to you, declares the Lord. So I think uh, we all have a, a gift that God has given us, and I think it's it's our responsibility to honor God and try to figure out what that gift is. And sometimes it's extremely challenging. Um, one of the things I'm on right now, and it just keeps coming to my heart, is um, inventing and youth. And so I am working on a book. Um, and kind of telling the story, a lot of people aren't aware about kids and how they can change the world. And, and I think as a society, we all have the opportunity to invent ourselves. And um, so I have a new Facebook page called Inventor You. So I'd appreciate it if you go out and start uh, checking that out. Well, and it sounds like there's a lot more to come with Inventor You because this is going to have multiple levels. Yeah, yeah, I'm still kind of. It's <laughs> you're kinda, still creative. Yeah, you're still inventing. Yeah, I'm still inventing you're, that. What you know, it's going to look like. <laughs> yeah, what that's going to look like. But I, I have um, definitely learned over the years to, um, you know, honor your passion that um, that that inspiration that you get. And if you wake up in the middle of the night, don't ignore those things. You know, now I'm going to voice memos on my phone, and I find <laughs> I find it extremely creative. You know, you listen to your own voice the next morning, and it's it's kind of comical. It's like, boy, that was that you know that was coming from the holy spirit or yeah. somewhere because it's like i don't even know where that thought came from and it, and you don't, and you want don't want to miss that well and i think about that 2 or 3 in the morning when you wake up and and your subconscious has obviously been going to work and you wake up and sometimes you're right those fresh thoughts you haven't overthought them the holy spirit's working in there right it just it's like ring 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 and then yeah. and there come right you just can't yeah. deny that the presence of god working in those things yeah to me, the, to me, the best visual is like there's two worlds. I mean, you got the world of your chaos and, and the day, and then there's the world of of God or the Spirit is in your in your mind, and your mind doesn't really shut off. So how do you how do you honor that? And and that that two worlds metaphor is in a sense a way of realizing that there are gifts that are coming, but you got to capture them. I mean, they'll keep knocking at your door, but you got to pay attention. Well, and at some time, God moves on to the person who is going to do something about yeah, it, right? Yeah. He always, I, I call it his backup plan. He always has a backup plan. He has a backup plan for you, and he's a backup plan for me. And he's got a backup plan for his plan, right? Yeah. Because that's what he does. Yeah. I mean, it's just how God works. I was really intrigued about uh, when you're talking about the young adults and I think about, I mean, how many times does God tell us in Scripture, come to him as a child? Yeah. And for me, a lot of that is because we don't have all the baggage. We don't have all the, oh, this isn't going to work because. And there's something about that inventing in that young adult. I think you're on to something. And I think this is going to be great with the inventor you concept. Yeah, I guess I spiritually think that, you know, as a society, it's something, you know, it's important. You know, the youth are our history or our future. And how do we uh, capture some of these little moments and get behind them and support them? And just with families, everybody being so busy, it kind of slows things down. So as we are ready to close out, I'm just curious, what is the thing that brings you the most joy out of inventing? Just the uh, inhibition of, you know, creating. I mean, uh, you, the old find a need, fill a need, and I can't think of the lady's name that first came up with that, but I mean, if there's, 
if there's uh, there's always needs i mean and just you know well, what if i did that or you know um and then having a team of people around you that can take that one idea and by the time it gets touched by everybody it's like wow that was pretty cool yeah it was amazing arnold volker thank you so much for joining us today to talk about joint inventing it's been amazing yeah thank you i really am honored to be here yeah this is awesome and we want to remind all of you uh go ahead and check out inventor you on facebook if you want to start following what arnold is doing and also next innovations as well so thank you so much please remember to go out live joy and share joy Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.